The God of miracles is here, and I'm brimming with excitement and expectancy because he has proven himself again and again. He has done wonders and miracles here at Revival in the Park. Amen. Online, for people watching across the world, we are truly in awe and wonder at what he has done. We are truly in awe and wonder of him. Revival is indeed now. He has spoken this over Los Angeles and over America that the time for praying for revival has passed. But revival is actually now, right now. And I am overwhelmed by the faithfulness of God because the miracles that have happened, we are so in awe and shocked, but we're not surprised because God had spoken to us here at Fivefold Church four and a half years ago that this was going to happen, that Mighty miracles would happen here in Los Angeles and spread across the whole nation and the whole world. Miracles like we see in the book of Acts was really going to happen here and now. Hallelujah. So it came as this prophetic word. This will happen and for me, four and a half years ago, I was not a minister, I was not an apostle, and I did definitely never had any plans to be one. And even five and a half years ago, I did not know miracles still happen today. But four and a half years ago, I received a prophecy, you're called to be an apostle. Later I learned, you're called to start a church and then was prophesied many miracles will happen revival is now God is bringing revival It's going to start in Los Angeles and spread this came as this big dreamy word this word did not fit my life at the present time it didn't fit who I was. I, I did not know how to preach. I did not know how to speak. And by God's grace, we started the church and it did not look like revival. It did not look like the big word that we had received. Week after week and year after year. But we knew that God had spoken this word. We knew with all our hearts that it was God's word for us. And we would see the promises come to pass. We didn't know how it would happen. But we knew that he is not a liar. That he's a God who keeps his promises. And so week after week, we just kept declaring, repeating his word. God said it, revival is now. God said it, revival is now. God said it, we will see people receive miracles, healing, and deliverance. We will see it, God has said it. 
week after week, year after year. And in the past couple months, we have seen fulfillment of these promises. Beyond our wildest dream, there's been uncountable miracles that have happened here at Revival in the Park and online. Too many to count. Every single day, new testimonies coming in, all sorts of miracles for multiple people being healed of cancer. To, peop- to COVID leaving people, to depression and anxiety leaving people, to people receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to addictions leaving, all sorts of addictions leaving. Hallelujah. And I am just overwhelmed by the faithfulness of God. He is faithful. I knew he was faithful, but when I can stand here and see fulfillment of a promise, of a prophecy for four and a half years later, I can say, God is faithful. I feel like I want to shout it on the rooftops. God is faithful. He will do what he has said. And I feel like I truly want to go on the rooftop and scream, Serve God. Obey God. It is the best decision you will ever make in your entire life. Serve God. Surrender to him. Follow him. You can never regret it ever. Hallelujah. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. To serve God, to obey him, is to seek first the kingdom of God. I've seen this word come to pass in my life. All of these things being added when you seek first the kingdom of God. All of these things. In the, in the, in the scripture, it's speaking of the passage before this. When it says this verse, the passage before, it's talking about don't worry what you'll eat. Don't worry what you'll drink. Don't worry what you'll wear, where you'll sleep. And it says you don't have to worry about these things. You just need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. And all these things will be added unto you. You won't have to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, where you're going to sleep. You don't need to worry about finding your purpose. You don't need to worry about your dreams. How will they come to pass? There's nothing you need to worry about in your life. When you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you. What is my purpose in life? Seek first the kingdom of God and God will lead you perfectly into your perfect purpose. I want fulfillment in my life. I want to do something that matters. I want to do something that makes me happy. Seek first the kingdom of God and that will be added unto you. God will give you fulfillment. 
the dreams that you have, the family, the children. Seek first the kingdom of God and that will be added unto you. This is a spiritual principle. There's principles in the spiritual realm that when we do things God's way, when we follow his word, now he can open up a door in the spiritual realm for us to access these things that he has for us. This is a principle. You cannot go wrong with this. Amen? I've seen this in my life. When I began to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I've seen all of these things be added unto me. From my finances, I came out here as a struggling actor, living in a two-bedroom apartment, sharing a room with one person. When I received the prophecy before I stepped into seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that's where I was. Struggling with money. And as I served God, God began to open up doors in the, in the spiritual realm that only he can open up. To now I'm in an apartment by myself with an office even to myself in Los Angeles. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, there's no way that would happen without God. God made it very clear. This is only happening. These doors, these miracles financially are only happening because you're serving me. Dreams in my heart since I've had, since, since I was a little girl, started to come true. As I served God, as I seeked first his kingdom, peace and joy like I never knew came to me when I started seeking first the kingdom. The best friends in the entire world that I could not even imagine existed, so loving, so godly, came in my life. The most amazing mentor came in my life. I found my purpose. I found my calling. But all of these happened when I started serving God. This verse is so true. Everything will be added unto you. The world says differently. The world says go find things in the world. Go find things in, in people, in drugs, in other things of the world. In pursuit of money, in pursuit of career. And put God on the back burner. That's what the world's way says. The world's way thinks it's a waste of time. Even to come church, that, that's a waste of time. But when you come here, you are seeking first the kingdom of God. And doors are starting to open up for you in the spiritual realm just because you're here positioning yourself, seeking first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. This scripture is Matthew 6.33. Uh, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. 
So many people know what, many people when they hear the, the verse, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, they think it means only seeking, seeking God, like seeking relationship. And that's the part of his righteousness and his righteousness. The amplified version says, his way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God. So seeking first his righteousness means to be transformed into his image. Have his character. Think like he thinks. See like he sees. Have his heart. But seeking first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Many people don't know what that means. But this is very important because there's two parts to this. Seek first the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? Well, in the Bible, it says that Luke eleven twenty. If I am casting out demons by God's mighty power, God's kingdom realm is being released upon you. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. So here the Bible shares with us what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is the power of God destroying the works of the enemy. Jesus came on this earth. He says, I came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. He didn't come to, to establish a cult. He didn't come to establish a social club. He didn't come to establish fancy churches with no power. But he came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. So this is the kingdom of God. So the works of Jesus that we see him doing, when he cast out demons, when he freed people from spirits of addiction and spirits of anxiety and depression and suicide, he was destroying the works of the devil. His heart is so beautiful and full of compassion that he sees his people suffering, struggling, in bondage. And because his heart is so big and he has the power to help them, he comes and rescues them. I'm going to free you in an, in an instant by my power. I'm going to heal you in an instant by my power, my child. Hallelujah. He came to open up eyes. Ways the enemy tries to blind people. He comes to open them up. You see, the devil's busy at work. Full of hate. Blinding people. Putting afflictions upon people. Sickness. Anxiety. Depression. This is all works of the devil. It's not like just biology and chemistry. It's the works of the devil. Any sickness, any addiction, 
This is a work of the devil. This is a demonic power. That's the root of it. Medicine and therapy cover it up, but the root is still there. And only Jesus has the power to uproot that, to remove it completely. We have an amazing testimony, and I would love for you to share if you'd like to. Would you like to share your testimony? No? I can share it for you. So she shared on Facebook, Esmeralda, is that how I say your name? So she shared on Facebook, and I'm just going to, actually, I took a picture of it, so I'm going to read it. It is so powerful. It is so amazing. And thank you, Esmeralda, for sharing this. This is so powerful. So she came to Revival in the Park a couple, a few weeks ago, and she wrote that when she came to Revival in the Park, on this day, God changed my life completely. Before this, I felt so alone with depression and anxiety all the time. I decided to seek God more and saw Apostle Catherine on TikTok and decided to go to Revival in the Park. I've never felt the presence of God the way I felt it that day. Ever since this day, I haven't had a mental breakdown or anxiety attack. I feel at peace. I felt like sharing my story to you guys to inspire you to seek God as well. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Matthew 7, 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for sharing this testimony. This is powerful. Praise God for what he did. Praise God for what he did. And so this is so powerful. She shares she shares that she, she hasn't had a mental breakdown or anxiety attack since. She feels at peace. This, this is Jesus coming and removing the works of the enemy completely. This isn't Jesus putting a band-aid on, gradually taking something away. This is him destroying the works of the devil immediately. Hallelujah, how amazing is he? This is why we are in awe and wonder because there is nothing that can compare to him. There is nothing that can compare to this power. People struggling with anxiety and depression consuming them, suicidal thoughts consuming them. And in one moment, Jesus can free them completely, full of peace, a new person completely. This is Jesus. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, this is the kingdom of God. Not just words, but power. And when Jesus was on this earth, he was, when he came on the earth, he was relentless. He was a hard worker. He says, I'm about my father's business. Even at a young age, his parents are like, where are you? I'm about my father's business. He was very serious about removing the work of the enemy. The enemy is serious at work. God is even more serious. And he wants us to be as serious as he is. Because he chooses to use vessels. This is just his way. It's what we see 
through the book of Acts, how the apostles, the disciples are now doing what Jesus did. They are healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead. It is just God's way that the way that he destroys the works of the enemy is he moves through us. He moves through his people, through the body. It's just how he works. You, you pray, you cry, at, you cry at home. I'm, I'm so struggling with anxiety and depression. Free me, God. And though he has the power to free you right there, it's just his way that he wants to use his body. He has order. And so he makes a TikTok show up. <laughs> a TikTok video show up. And he, and, he, and, he, and he leads you to come to revival in the park. And there he answers your prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So to seek first the kingdom of God, this means to serve God in his true kingdom where his power is at work. Remember, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. The kingdom of God is not everywhere among all people but it's among where people are willing to be used by him want God to have his way are unashamed of his spirit manifesting however he wants amen who want God's way not their way. Who wants God's way of doing church? Not their way. So when we say seek first the kingdom of God, this means to recognize where God is moving in power and have passion to be used by him have passion for the works of the devil to be destroyed. Adopt God's heart. When your eyes are opened, you can't unsee anymore. I remember when I first saw a, a, a vessel of God, a minute, it was a prophet, um, healing the sick, casting out demons, prophesying, I received prophetic ministry. And it changed my life forever. It was like, this is really Jesus. This is love that he's rescuing people. It made my heart grow so much because we have questions like, well, why, why isn't God, if God can do anything, why isn't he healing this person? Or, you know, why isn't he coming in, coming through here? But my eyes opened up in that moment to see God has order. God has a way of doing things. This is his kingdom. He does want to heal every sickness. And he has the power to do it. He wants to do it more than we want it. He's just looking for 
us to be usable vessels. He's looking for people he can move through. Hallelujah. So when you seek first the kingdom of God, you are positioning yourself where God is moving in power. And you're serving him however he wants. However he asks. You are willing. You position yourself. God is moving. This is the kingdom of God. And I will seek him here. I will serve him here. I will lead others to him here. I see people in my life afflicted with the devil. I want them to be free. I know now there's an answer. There's a way for them to be free. The true kingdom of God, where the true kingdom of God is, they will be set free. And that becomes your heart and passion to see them free. To get them there. To do your part, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. To lead them to receive their freedom. To encounter the power of God. Hallelujah. So, we are in revival now. And this revival is going to be the greatest that we have ever seen. The greatest that there has ever been. Because God is restoring the power of God back into the church. It's not just a revival where some miracles happen and it fizzles out. No. God wants every church to carry the power of God. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. That means he wants, he wants every church to have his power. We've gone astray in terms of the Christian church by and large. Gone astray from what God really intended. From what the Acts church looked like. And now... Now, right now, God is changing things completely. He's restoring his power now to the church. This is amazing. This is incredible. Amen? Hallelujah. But in order for this to happen, in order for this to truly infiltrate Christianity, the whole Christianity, all the churches. God needs an army. Amen. He needs you. He's calling you to be a revival carrier. To be a warrior in this army of God. He needs you. He can't do it without you. You are here for a reason. He's just looking for people who will be willing. 
just willing. He's just looking for people who care about his kingdom. Who have passion to see people set free. And encounter his love in power. That's all he's looking for. That's it. You are qualified. He's not looking at your resume, your experience, how much of the Bible you've read, how great you think your relationship is with him. No. He's looking simply at your heart. Are you willing? Are you willing? When the angel appeared to Mary and said, I'm choosing you to do something that no one's ever done before. I'm cho- God is choosing you to carry Jesus, the Savior of the world, in your womb. Now, when the angel appeared to her and said that, Imagine what would have been going through Mary's mind. She had plans to marry Joseph, to have a nice, simple, quiet life. In those days, if you are pregnant before you're married, you're looked down upon so much, your reputation is ruined. So she knew the ridicule that would come her way. She knew that it was an uncomfortable future ahead. It was uncomfortable, full of trials. She was doing something brand new, going against the grain. She grew up in the church of those days. She would go to temple and everything. And this thing that was coming was so different than what she knew, than her traditions, than her upbringing. But when the angel appeared to her and asked her, Will you receive this? Will you be a vessel? Will you allow me to do a new thing through you? Will you allow me to work through you? Will you allow me to have the kingdom of God come through you? She said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. She says, I know who I am. I am the Lord's servant. My life is not my own. I don't want my will. I want God's will. And even though this is not what I planned, even though this is not my religious traditions, even though this could be a little uncomfortable, Even though I don't know what's ahead, what it will bring, it's so uncertain. None of that matters. I am a servant of the Lord, so yes, use me. Let it be done to me according to your word. Done. That's it. That is all that God is looking for. And he will use you so mightily, so powerfully. I'm telling you, myself, when I first encountered the power of God, I saw miracles happen. I saw people freed. I knew that I was among the few in this world. 
It set me on fire. I was on fire for God now. I had wanted to be on fire and surrender to him my whole life. But I couldn't until this moment. The power of God is what set me on fire, is what opened my eyes, is what led me to surrender. And I was bursting with joy, bursting with love for God. And I knew that the 100 or so family members and friends of my life who were Christian in all my different Christian circles in life, I knew that none of them had encountered the power of God. And I knew that they were on fire. I knew that they needed the touch of God to be on fire. So this passion grew in me. God, I want people to encounter your power like I have. God, I want people to see who you really are, how amazing you really are, God. And that became my biggest prayer. And that was it. That was it. I didn't have any prayer or desire for miracles to happen through me. I didn't think that that was possible, truly. I'd only seen one example of that before. So my prayer was just let people come and have the experience I did, God. Let people come and have the experience I did. But God saw my heart that I just wanted people to encounter his power. And he says, okay, well, I'm going to call you to do this. I'm going to call you to actually release the power of God to people. And I felt so inadequate. I felt insecure about my relationship with God when I received that call. I didn't feel like I could hear God very well. I just loved him and was amazed at him. I didn't know how to hear him. I, didn't, I was insecure about that. I felt like I didn't pray enough or I didn't pray right. I had all sorts of insecurity. And, and my plan was I was going to be this Christian singer and maybe the power of God would somehow hap happen when I sang. That was my plan. That was it. But God says... I want to use you. I want to start doing wonders through you just because you are willing. Just because you're willing. Just because you have a heart for my kingdom and you're willing. That's all that's needed. God wants to start doing wonders through you. God wants to start leaving you in awe and wonder as he uses you. Immediately, there is a special grace right now. There is a special grace right now in this season. Um, John four sixteen, John four sixteen. There's a story in the Bible of this Samaritan woman who met Jesus at a well, and. Jesus says to her, go and get your husband, John 4, 16. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus says, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. And when he said this, she was like, whoa, how did you know? 
you're a prophet. And then it leads to her seeing that he really is the son of God. And it was this just brief encounter with his power through prophetic ministry. This is a prophetic ministry moment where God with love reveals that he sees her, he knows her, he's always with her. He knows his heart, her heart. And that just quick encounter with his power through prophetic ministry opened her eyes to the fact that he is amazing and he loves her so much. How amazing his love is for her. How intimate his love is for her. How he's always with her. And she just fell in love with God in that moment. I mean, she's just bursting at the seams in love with him. And she can't help herself but to tell everyone she knows about her testimony. She goes to the town and she tells everyone she knows. And it says many of them, many, many people came to Jesus. And they all gave their lives to him that day. And the Bible clearly says this, because of the woman's testimony. Because of the woman. Because the woman shared her testimony with the encounter of, with the power of God. Many people received Jesus. So even when Jesus was walking on the earth, he chose to use people and to use them mightily. What's powerful is this, this woman, God uses so mightily in an instant. Do you know the joy? There's no greater joy than being used by God. There's no greater joy than seeing your friends or strangers, your brothers and sisters in Christ. There's no greater joy, and family members, there's no greater joy than seeing them come alive and their eyes open up to God's love and to see them being free. You knew the affliction they had and you see them be free. There is no greater joy. You want to talk about having purpose in your life? This is what you were created to do on this earth. This is why you are here. To lead others to have an encounter with Jesus. To do what that woman did. And what's so powerful about this this story right here is that this woman was sinning in life. She was sinning a bunch. She just gave her life to Jesus. And Jesus decides to use her so powerfully instantly. Immediately. The Bible says she drops her bucket. So she drops what she's doing in her life. And makes room. And makes her priority to seek first the kingdom of God. To lead people to Jesus. Come, come receive the encounter like I did. Come encounter the power of God like I did. Come, come, come. And you know what it says in the Bible right after this? Jesus is with the disciples. John 4.35, he says, You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Harvest. 
The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvests. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work. And you know, and now you will get to gather the harvest. And the next scripture says, Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did because of the woman. So Jesus is sharing to his disciples right now as this is happening. So he talked with the woman. The woman runs off to bring in the harvest. And he turns to his disciples and he says, You guys, you guys just got here like recently. Like, I just called you to be my disciples not too long ago. And you think it's planning time. You just showed, you just showed up here to serve. But I tell you that there are people who sowed before you, like myself, d- being busy with my father's work. My parents couldn't find me at a young age. I was sowing seeds back then, growing and anointing. This is Jesus, I'm saying. This is like what he's saying. Like Mary and Joseph. Mary holding on to that promise for 30 years. Continuing to remind her son, Jesus, this is what the angel said. Jesus was 100% human, 100% God. So God even used humans like a mother to remind him of God's promises. Amen? So Mary and Joseph, they're hanging on to this promise. They're nurturing Jesus. John the Baptist was sowing seeds, preparing the way. All of the prophets and servants of God that came before Jesus, prophesying about Jesus, standing strong in faith to be examples. They were all sowing Sowing, sowing, sowing for this harvest right here of this woman going and telling everyone about Jesus. That was the harvest. That woman and the disciples who who just came on this scene with Jesus, they were chosen by God to be the harvesters. They were highly favored to reap the harvest that so many had sowed before them. It was God's favor and grace for them. What has happened here at Revival in the Park and through Fivefold Church through online, this did not happen for years. For years, we believed miracles would happen and we weren't seeing them by and large, here and there a little bit. Promises that many people would come, we did not see that with our eyes. But we kept sowing, we kept sowing, we kept showing up, we kept believing the word like Mary You could see Mary was even being impatient, asking Jesus to start doing miracles at the wedding. He says, it's not my time yet. 
we would be like, is it time yet, God? Revivals now, revivals now. Miracles will happen. Sowing. Sowing time. It was not harvest time. And I say now, this is prophetically, I'm saying now a prophetic word now. We've been saying it's revival is now and it has been. For, for a few years we've been saying it. But there was a sowing part of that word that revival is now. And now is the harvest time for revival. Revival is now. It's time for the harvest. The harvest is ripe. God is looking for you. He's looking for people, for you to go and reap the harvest. To be like that woman. This is so exciting that you were chosen for this, that we were all chosen for this. Hallelujah. God, this is a prophetic word. God has specifically chosen you to be harvesters. To start doing wonders through you immediately. Moses Moses was like, what will I do, God? How will they know that you're with me? And how will they know what I speak is true? And God says, what's in your hand? A staff. Throw it to the ground, and it turned into a snake. God started doing wonders through him immediately for this special grace and calling upon his life, just for God's purposes. It's God's purposes. It's all about him. It's all about him. This is this grace upon you all now that God will back up your word. That when you say God's the God of miracles and God is going to free you and heal you, come receive the power of God. God's going to back up your word and people will see God is with you. And people will be so grateful to you their whole lives, truly, because you were like that woman. If it wasn't for other people, I wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for a person who invited me to that place where I encountered the power of God, I wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for the person who invited me to the conference where that prophet prophesied to me, you're called to be an apostle, I wouldn't be here today. It was because other people invited me, and I'll never forget them, and I'm grateful to them forever. Esmeralda was here a few weeks ago, and as I was praying for her, God released to her that God is going to use her mightily because of the heart that she has, the willing heart. And I saw people being freed because of her, because of her testimony. I, I saw people not committing suicide because of her testimony and because She's willing to be used by God, and she rescues people. I saw that, and I shared that prophetically to her. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And she shared her testimony. I saw it on Facebook. She posted it two days ago, and I made a one-minute video, a 50-second video of her testimony. 
just sharing me praying for her and then her testimony, the words that she wrote on a little one-minute video on TikTok. And guess what happened? Someone commented immediately that very day. They commented on this video, I prayed to God to help me release I I prayed to God to help me release of anxiety and fear from me to set me free. This video literally took it away. It just left my body. She literally, hallelujah. She literally felt the spirit of anxiety and fear leave her body when she was watching the video of Esmeralda sharing her testimony. Miracles happening through your testimony already because you spoke up. What if you didn't speak up? That girl wouldn't have been freed. Wow. That is powerful. That is the power of your testimony. If the woman at the well didn't go and tell all of those people, they wouldn't have met Jesus. And Stone, God bless you, Stone. I just want to honor Stone. Stone has been so much like the woman at the well, inviting people. And Lisette, she's not here this week, but she was here last week. And she, she shared a testimony that she was healed. Her knee was healed last week at Revival in the Park because Stone invited her. And the week before, the week before they came, she invited them two weeks ago. And the whole family was there. And when I prayed for them, they shared with me afterwards. What I spoke God was freeing them of was exactly what they were really concerned about for their son. Needed, needing freedom of. They were really concerned of it because of family of it happening in family, multiple family members afflicted with this. And God spoke that. And I didn't know them, but God spoke that and freed them. And I share something like, um, God is, is, is healing the scars in your heart. And she says that that's the exact words that she prays to God all the time. So she knew God was with her. God heard her prayers. And the next week she shared that she came here and when she left, she was preoccupied, she was busy on the phone. But as she got out of the car, she noticed that her knee, which she had a a torn tendon in her knee, chronic pain for a whole year now, the pain was gone completely. Hallelujah. So these miracles that God is doing here, they're because the body is working together. It's not up to one person. One person can reach maybe one or two or three or four people. But when the body can work together, we can see God do miracles through all of us. We can see God reach millions of people when we all say yes to being used by him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. So God is calling you. Maybe it feels small, but I'm telling you that this is just the beginning. 
Don't despise small beginnings. Amen. Every fire starts with a spark. And it is such an honor to be here in the beginning, to be chosen by God, to be here in the beginning, to be the first harvesters. Amen. The harvest is truly ripe. There was an appointed time when Jesus began the, doing miracles. That appointed time. It was time. And now it's time for God to do miracles upon miracles upon miracles here in LA and across the nation and the world. And he's calling on you. Will you let me use you, God is saying. Will you let me move through you? Will you share your testimony? Will you invite others? Will you have a heart to destroy the works of the devil? Will you see people with my eyes and have compassion upon them? Desire for them to be free. Desire for them to really know me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just lift your hands to God now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, God, for this revival. We thank you, Lord, for the harvest. We thank you, Jesus, for all the amazing miracles you, you are doing. We thank you for using us. We thank you for choosing us. There's so many people in this world, and you've chosen us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Just thank God. Just thank God to be chosen by him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just tell God with your own heart that you surrender to him. Just tell him with your own heart that you want to be used by him. Whatever it looks like. Even if it's a change of plans. Even if it means breaking traditions. Even if it's uncomfortable. Tell him with your own heart, you're willing. I'm a servant of God, as Mary said. I am a servant of God. Just tell him, I am the servant of you, God. I am your servant. I am a servant of you. Let it be done to me as you want, God. Let it be done to me as you want, God. Have your way. Have your way in me, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I release this anointing to touch you all now in Jesus' name. May this prophetic anointing fill you now. May the gifts inside of you be activated now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I release his fire to you now. His fire to fill you. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God is going to use you mightily. God is going to leave you in awe of what he does through you, through your lips, through your words, through your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every single demonic spirit I declare to go now in Jesus' name. Go now. Every spirit of addiction I declare to go now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Every religious spirit, go now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of depression, go now in Jesus' name. Spirit of anxiety, leave now. Panic attacks, go now in Jesus' name. Be free now. Every sickness in every body now, go in Jesus' name. Be healed now, everybody, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I declare the passion for God's kingdom to grow in you now. May the heart May God's heart increase in you. The heart to see how he sees. The heart to destroy the works of the devil. May that passion grow in you. The passion to see people free. May that grow in you now in Jesus' name. May the distractions of this world fall away now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father.